0: before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network, for the first time, has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
4: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 23rd, 2020. It continues on. Episode 2565 brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse people.
2: How about this something good? A horse trainer from Norman getting the royal treatment.
4: Brian Mueller shows us why the Queen of England is honoring an equestrian expert half a world away.
2: Horses have always been at the top of Jamie Jennings' wish list. I was
4: born loving horses. It's just... One of those things that, you know, every Christmas I was the one looking under the tree for the pony, because that's
2: realistic. And while those ponies (laughs) never popped up under the tree, she now has plenty of horses and other animals under the roof of her barn in Norman, Oklahoma.
4: This was always the
2: dream. Jamie and her family moved here from Phoenix two years ago for her husband's work. She's competed in equestrian events since she was a kid and today trains off-track thoroughbreds and finds adoptive homes for them. How are you feeling, little girl? She took her training to another level two years ago when she learned under the legendary trainer Monty Roberts becoming a certified instructor in his teachings.
4: His methods uh, for training horses are nonviolent. We don't use whips or spurs or anything. It's using the horse's
2: language to communicate with the horse. I mean, come on. It was through Monty Roberts that Jamie got on royalty's radar. Roberts trains horses for Queen Elizabeth II, and her Royal Highness singled out a select few trainers around the world for their work in nonviolent training. I went to the mailbox, and there's a big package that says Royal Mail on the top of
4: it in Buckingham Palace, and I was I was very shocked but completely honored.
2: A trip to the palace is in the works.
4: Do I practice a curtsy? Like, what do you do? I just give her a big old hug. And while Jamie <laughs> will
2: have to hold her horses on that trip until after the pandemic, working with them will always be her life's passion.
4: <laughs> I can't stop smiling.
2: Reporting in Norman, Brian Mueller, Oklahoma's own News 9.
4: Look at you. You did great. <laughs> it was terrific. Thanks. That's edited I edited it well <laughs> it's it's uh, he did a great job editing it, and i've I've talked to him about that because I get a little bit like kind of spazzy when I answer questions that are asked of me, and he did a great job just cut keep it short. <laughs> love it.
0: <laughs> no, you look terrific. It was great. And can you uh, give Abby some kudos? That barn was spotless,
4: I know right? It's so good. <laughs> She and, did a great and the job. horse
0: that did the side pass to the mounting block, perfect. Was that take Thank number you. fifty-five or?
4: Oh gosh, no, that's yeah. Drax. That's yeah. like his favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. We did it, I did a join up with him first. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh and it went perfect. And and the guy said, and and Drax is I mean, he was one of the lesson horses that I used in the clinic. Like he knows the he knows the job. And he the guy goes, Does it always go that good? And I was like, <laughs> Well, No, but he's, this one's pretty good. And then we did the, the mounting block lesson and that is Drax's favorite thing to do. All you have to do is in the world, stand on a mounting block and Drax will run sideways to you and go get on me. So it worked out great.
0: Well, it was, it looked great. The barn was beautiful and, and your smile. That's what, you know, I don't see you very often, but I, for, you know, I hear you smile on the show all the time, but I don't see you and your smile is just infectious. And there were a bunch of people that commented on that. And if you want to see the video, we will post, I'll post, we haven't posted over on horses in the morning. We should do that today so that people can check it out. Oh, so thanks. we'll, we'll share it over there, but good job, buddy. I wasn't embarrassed at all for you.
4: Uh, I will tell you that I did talk about horse sense and healing. I talked about the podcast, everything, he cut all that stuff out. So yeah, just so well, they, you know, they film for I hours tried. and
0: give you two minutes. That's what
4: I tried, buddy. I tried. I know.
0: I know. When they did the movie on us here, uh, they filmed for three days and and it was literally five minutes. So, so I get it. Hey, yeah. coming up on today's show, we have Dominic Gibbs, the winner of the 2020 Metal McClay. He joins us to talk about his great year, plus Daredevil Devin Horn joins us to share a story of Heather Russell and what she's going through, plus some equestrian first-world problems, and we'll have a post-show for you today, too. We have no idea what that's going to be about. As far as my health, I haven't gotten back to all of you that have uh, private messaged me, and I really appreciate that. This surgery went pretty good. Um, it, I had it on Thursday, and I am now sitting upright. Uh, I, I, I'm i happy to report no more stomach aches for the first time in six weeks, and I'm able to eat without pain. So there is that. Uh, the only real problem I'm having is two of the, in- they make four incisions for both of these surgeries because it's lat- Uh and he had to reuse two of those incisions. So basically cutting in the scar tissue. And he said, there's going to bother you for a week or two. And let me tell you, they do. So um, I'm sitting upright and hoping I make it through the show today. But otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. I am on painkillers, so I apologize for anything I say from this point on.
4: No, dude, I love that. I mean, aside from like, you tell—I don't want to hear about any of your health stuff. But I do like <laughs> you on painkillers because you're like super bubbly and really talking kind of fast. And before the pre-show meeting, you were like this. And we're Jennifer do this, told me the this, other this, day. This, 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 Would this, this. you
0: please shut up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it. but I am I'm hopefully in a week or two gonna be through this and, and have it behind me. And twenty twenty the end will be looking a little better, we hope. All right, Daily Winnie Time. We have a lot of those today too. You do.
4: You can't stop talking. That's right.
0: She's not in the house to hear this, but I'm going to give my Daily Winnie to Jennifer because during the last six weeks, that's how long it's been, uh, she's had to carry on doing everything. The shows, the network, the barn, the cleaning of paddocks, all those things I usually... I usually help with. She's had to do and take care of me and drive me to all these doctors and hospitals, so uh, kudos to her. She's done it with amount of patience, and uh, only on Sunday did she I see her lose it a little bit, but that was the first time in six weeks, so uh, thank you, Jennifer, for taking care of me, and a shout-out to all the nurses out there. Uh, I spent some time talking to the nurses when I was at the hospital, plus as you know, Jamie, we have a lot of nurses that listen to this show, <laughs> more than probably any other profession. Mm-hmm. And I heard from a couple of them over the weekend, uh, one of them in particular works in the ICU in a rural county, and her... Um, her hospital is ICUs are full and what I heard from the other nurses is they're full COVID patients everywhere they're starting to put patients in hallways and doing all that stuff in other rooms so uh, my, my you know we don't hear much about the nurses and doctors like we did at the beginning of this so I'm going to give them a little shout out they deserve kudos and they were so nice to me when I was in the hospital and that's got to be tough every day so uh, shout out to all the nurses out there plus oh my gosh amazing yeah we have some happy birthdays <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay, give the disclaimer. I'm going to need it today.
4: Okay, if he pronounces your name wrong, which I'm looking at these names and it shouldn't be that big of a problem, but if he pronounces (laughs) your name wrong, which he inevitably will, it's a badge of honor.
0: All right. Did we ever decide whether it was Ursina or Ursina last year? Ursina. Ursina Studhalter, which is the best name ever for a horse girl, Heather Keys, Mona Elizabeth, Rachel Hahn, Janine, or Jane... Janine? Jane Ann. Jane Ann. Janine. We'll go with Jane Ann. Knox, uh, Kayla Mosher, and Jessica Quinn all have birthdays and they're all terrific auditors. Speaking of auditors, we have some new ones Kathleen Von Ruff and Margaret Dwyer, plus raised pledges in the last week. Uh, Courtney Teet and Jackie B- Brozer. Brozier? Brozier. I'm going it with that. Should not be that hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Brozer. I can barely read the page, to be honest. All right. <laughs> Your turn.
4: Finally, Glenn, a study show that actually matters. There was research done, and finally, we know what is happening post-COVID lockdown. A study was done after the eight-week COVID-19 lockdown for eventers in Italy. Aventors were studied, Glenn, in Italy after a COVID lockdown, and guess what they found?
0: they were all miserable and upset
4: dressage is the most stressful of all <laughs> three of the Did we
0: pay money to study this
4: <laughs> we somebody paid money for that glenn somebody paid money why the don't study they just ask us <laughs> on 54 national level level eventing riders and um national and international competitors and the researchers found <clears throat> write this down No significant differences in eventing scores for show jumping and cross country before and after lockdown. However, dressage scores were significantly worse. A result (laughs) reflected in post lockdown anxiety levels. Levels of anxiety before competing in cross country and show jumping phases were similar before and after lockdown. But this was not the case for dressage, which significantly higher anxiety scores were recorded (laughs) after lockdown. Hold on. Let me get this straight. And by the way, they renamed dressage stressage, which I really, (laughs) really like. like. So the stressage portion of the eventing was the most, um, it was the worst. Okay. Like they dressage was the worst scores and the highest anxiety. And I want to know. What the COVID had to do with that? Because like I, I have a theory me, on that. Yeah,
0: I have so a theory. Everybody was that. depressed. They really didn't want to practice dressage. They just went jumping.
4: Yeah. That's, that's probably true.
0: <laughs> Who wants to practice dressage when you're locked up and depressed?
4: Stressage. I love it. <laughs> By the way, this study did come from horse talk uh, If you don't read that, it's 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 entertaining reading all the time. But yeah, stressage, and there's a picture of a guy like with a horse rearing in dressage. I love it. <laughs>
0: I do have a uh, uh, other news in the world of dressage actually. It's funny you mentioned that. you remember stressage stressage <laughs> Well, now there's some uh, big level riders that are more stressed because uh, remember the feI came out and said we're gonna require as of January 1st, 2021 that top hats are out and everybody has to wear helmets for all dressage competitions. Mm-hmm. And then the the real top elite riders were t- especially the Germans, and th- and those guys were trying to get that revoked because of tradition. I do just
4: want to say Michael Young looks adorable in a top hat. Oh my god! Okay,
0: well, carry on. The FEI came out at their meeting last week and said top hats will be out at all, outlawed at all competitions. They took they took the petition in mind but rejected it. And uh, basically, you're going to have to wear a helmet at all dressage competitions for all types of competition as of January 1st, 2021. And can I say kudos to the FEI for for doing that? And uh,
4: I am just I hear this and I'm like, great, well done, you. What the hell is wrong with the rest of equestrian sports? seriously
0: well one at a time we're knocking them off <laughs> <Come> on. <One laughs> hey i time. have a
4: little bit of sad news if i can tell you and this is a month old and i do not know how i missed it and i am so sorry but i started wondering like when is winks gonna have her first full and superstar australian race mare winks she lost her first full last month in october mid-october and so i didn't know and so I've, i finally went researching and digging and Turns out she lost her baby. So yeah. anyway, they're, uh, they're t- they said their thoughts and attention at the moment are ensuring that Winks remains healthy, and it's a traumatic time for mother and those involved. And Winks is the center of our attention following the loss of her filly this morning.
0: Do they oh. do they wait longer to rebreed after they've lost a filly than they do would normally? I, guess it depends I don't know. I mean, I don't. Them, huh?
4: Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> know why she was in full. I am invincible? I don't know why she lost. The full, it doesn't say that in this article, um, but I mean, it, the, the situation with Rachel Alexandra, you know, she colicked wholesale and had a lot of problems, so I, they didn't breed her back for like two years, so I don't know what they're going to do with winks. I'm sure that they are uh, probably making so some tough decisions tough when you have now. a
0: mare. It's not like a stallion where you can pop out 100 a year, you know? uh uh-huh. yeah. yeah. That is so tough. You got one shot in, what, every two years? Yeah. Uh.
4: Every year, one one baby a year typically, but um, you know if there's problems like this, and obviously she may have a whole year off, which is ah, I love that mare.
0: Hey, a couple of uh, quick announcements before we get to our first guest. We have Michael coming up from Chem and Equine. We're going to talk a little health. And then we have uh, the winner of the Metal McClay coming up today, too, which we kind of do every year. But uh, I wanted to just go over with you a couple things. I've had uh, several people reach out about how they can help support. They know we're not doing Radiothon this year, and that was always a fundraiser for us this time of year. Uh, and one of the ways you can help support us, and we mentioned at the beginning of every show, is the swag. We have a whole bunch of different swag now, uh, HRN swag, and we have horses in the morning swag. We have masks and hats and shirts and mugs and all kinds of different stuff. We have embroidered items of really nice horse clothing that you can get embroidered. So if you're giving yourself a gift, why not? This year, everybody should be buying themselves gifts. I think, uh, or if you're giving others a gift, or you're part of a Secret Santa or whatever, and you know they're a listener, then head on over to horseradio.network.com/gifts. Also, I did. I, I I've heard for. I got a couple emails over the weekend from listeners who are not auditors, and there were very nice emails. I have to forward the one to you, actually. I will do that too. So it'll make your day. But, oh, good. Um, one, you know, a couple people expressed disappointment at the radiothon, but they understand. You know, and thank God, I would not have been able to do that this year. It just would not have happened. So. Well, you
4: had fortunately, you had actually kind of decided to oh. to cancel it before the, all this even happened.
0: Yeah, well, when we had when before I had the first surgery, but then all this, ha- I would not have done. <laughs> it just wouldn't have happened. It was it's a lot of work. It's hundreds of hours. Of work.
4: Well, I'm disappointed and super pissed. So.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you we're going to give you a little Radiothon starting tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode here on Horses in the Morning, we're going to honor Charlie Daniels, If you remember was our first guest on the first Radiothon and mm-hmm. we're going to have uh, we're going to replay that episode uh tomorrow on the show and you're going to hear Charlie Daniels and it's kind of a tribute because he died back in June so it's kind of a tribute episode to Charlie Daniels and all through the month of December we're going to start playing some of the replays we're going to put them out in the horses in the morning feed and also I'm going to take some of the best songs and poems and things that people did and we're going to start playing them on this show from now on uh so we're going to have some we're going to get a little radiothon into the mix Plus, Friday... Jamie agreed to come on Friday. We normally don't do a Black Friday because Radiothon's on the Monday. So we're going to do a Black Friday show this year. Jamie agreed to come To be come completely on. fair, Yeah,
4: I'm going to be here in front of the microphone and on a computer, but I will most likely just be online shopping. So <laughs> while we're talking, I will be here, like kind of in person. No, it, it's but... perfect
0: because it's going to be a shopping episode. So what we're going to do on Friday is we have some guests coming on that make things, uh, artists and things like that, that you can get for Christmas. Some, we're trying to to support the little guys uh but it's going to be a shopping episode so you need to come up with a few things you would recommend people buy that you liked maybe you bought this year and, and liked and then we're also going to be playing some of the voicemails from past radiothons so we're going to get in the mood starting on friday so that i have uh,
4: three go-to things that i buy all of my horse friends and i kind of rotate around those three things so you well i'll, I'll tell you it about for
0: friday yeah That'd be perfect. I'll tell you about those. Perfect. All right. Well, let's head over to my friend Michael, who's with Kevin Equine. And we got to talk a little horse health. And then we're at right after that, we're coming back with Dominic Gibbs. All right, cut there.
4: Oh, you're not gonna actually play it live?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna play it. I just couldn't find it.
4: <laughs> oh. I'm like, that nine minutes was my time to get
0: organized for no, my. No. Yeah, we're hold on a second. Three, two, one. Well, we have Michael back here. He's the equine specialist at Chem and Equine. And I asked Michael to come on today because we've heard from listeners. And, you know, in 10 years, we've covered about every health thing you can cover here on Horses in the Morning. And two of the things what we've covered is, is Cushing syndrome, or PPID, and then also equine metabolic syndrome, EMS. And I think people get kind of confused between the two. And I wanted to have you on today to kind of explain the difference between the two and how age and and other things play a factor in that.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Glenn. So, you know, typically age of onset can provide a bit of a clue to whether you're dealing with EMS or PPID, better known as Cushing's. So it's important to to kind of clarify, EMS is typically seen in these middle-aged horses. So think 8 to 10 years old, but it can affect a lot wider range, so 5 to 20 years old. Whereas PPAD or Cushing's, it's usually seen in these older horses with onset around those late teens. One study out there actually indicates that that's 20% of older horses may suffer from Cushing's. Now, these are averages, and there's always those outliers. So if your horse doesn't fit into those, but you see that it has maybe some of the symptoms, it could be one of those outliers.
0: I have a fat middle-aged pony, so he would be more toward...
3: I would say uh, more, more on that EMS. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're usually metabolic cases.
0: See, my, my wife always warns me of feeding him too much because of that. So, all right, so let's take age out of it. What are some of the other different uh, differences?
3: So Cushing's, uh, it's important to know that it's really an endocrine or a hormone disorder. And what happens is there's there's this reduction or this loss of dopamine, and that's a neurotransmitter. And it has this inhibitory role on a section of the pituitary gland. With that loss of dopamine, that inhibitory effect or that section of the pituitary gland, it experiences excessive growth, and it releases an increasing amount of hormones such as ACTH or the stress hormone cortisol. Some of the signs that your horse is suffering from PPAD or Cushing's is it can have that persistent coat. And if you've been around horses very long, you've seen those horses that have that nasty, ugly, curly hair that just never really sheds out in the spring or summertime. Um, Also, it leads to a loss of muscle. So you start to see a diminished top line. Um, Their croup starts to get kind of uh, flabby, we can Mm -hmm. say. Um, They'll start to get a pendulous, saggy belly, so they get that big old gut on them. Um, We call it the hay belly or an increased incidence of infections. So you start to get those persistent small infections that don't go away with that, just uh, that minor treatment. Excessive sweating, increased water intake, lots of urination, lethargy, and very, very commonly uh, laminitis.
0: So that's Cushing's, where, you know, with EMS, where does that come into play?
3: So... You know, up to 30% of PPID or Cushing's cases may further be complicated by the occurrence of EMS, Uh, and this is oftentimes where that confusion comes in. So EMS is really just a collection of metabolic abnormalities. That includes insulin resistance um, or higher than normal insulin levels. So horses with EMS, they have these increased levels of fat deposits in the neck. So think of that crusty neck, um, the tail. So they start to get that that fat that accumulates around the dock of the tail. And they're more likely just to be overall obese. And they can suffer from hypertension and increased systemic inflammation. And we've talked about that before, that, that, that adipose tissue, those fat cells, they can actually increase the amount of cortisol that's produced. Um, dietary management, just such as reducing the amount of NSCs, those non-structural carbs, so sugar, starches, and along with exercise, it may improve the health of those horses suffering from EMS. As I had mentioned earlier, EMS tends to affect those middle-aged horses, so those that are not typically affected by Cushing's disease. And since so many of these horses that have PPAD or Cushing's also suffer from EMS, there's this possibility that EMS could really be a risk factor for Cushing's. But we really need to do more research to confirm that uh, without a shadow of a doubt.
0: You know, and you always hear people talk about laminitis as a factor when they bring up uh, Cushing's or EMS. So where does laminitis fit into the picture? And it's the one my wife's always threatening my pony with when I overfeed him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and I've experienced that. I actually had one one of those really easy keepers, and over time, just... uh, Without being cognizant of the problems, it, it became a serious issue. So it's common for horses with Cushing's um, EMS or both to suffer from insulin resistance or that decreased insulin sensitivity. Now, this prevents uh, the slow uptake of blood glucose by the cells. In the hoof, this condition has been shown to lead a high, to a higher risk of laminitis. So the diet of any at-risk metabolic horse, whether it's PPID, EMS, or both, uh, with a history of laminitis or documented insulin dysregulation, we must limit the amount of those NSCs, those uh, starches and sugars. This not only includes reviewing the feeds that are supplied, but this also is limiting those horses to that lush, fast-growing pasture. So it's what we see in the spring, um, early fall, you know, when, that, when it's really, really green. Also, pastures that are frost stressed—they have higher carbohydrates, and we need to really avoid that to these horses. Exercise is also extremely important in improving insulin and glucose dynamics.
0: Well, that's why my pony's on a dry lot, and I feel bad for him because <laughs> he looks over the grass longingly. So, what do we do with horses that are suffering from Cushing's or AMS? or both?
3: First, get proactive. So, you know, we always recommend consult with your veterinarian. Now, whenever we're talking about both of these and we're, you know, involving laminitis into that statement, I would also get really involved with their farrier. They can see some early onset symptoms of laminitis just by looking at CD toe or if that white line starts to get uh, a little bit skewed. Um, they're the ones that are really going to be able to diagnose your horse's condition first. And ultimately, there's no cure for Cushing's, but clinical signs and quality of life can be influenced through medication. Uh, good husbandry, so you know, focusing on nutritional management. And uh, you know, it really will take a team, to, uh, you know, of effort from your veterinarian, nutritionist, uh, farriers, and all your feed company representatives to design a plan that ensures the best outcome for your horse in its specific condition. Since PPID, Cushing's, or EMS can be associated with this insulin dysregulation, supplemental chromium can also provide some nutritional support. Through chromium and chemtrace, chromium has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity and it can actually provide some additional benefits to your horse. The increased incidence of infection from Cushing's disease uh, have been attributed to cortisol and inhibitory effects on that immune system. And chromium has really been shown to help reduce cortisol levels, so this can also provide a benefit to your horse.
0: So consult your veterinarian. Or your nutritionist, and think about supplementing chromium in there. So, where can a horse owner get ChemTrace chromium? I think this is a little confusing. you know we've been talking about this for a long time in the show, but I think it is a little confusing in that you don't sell this outright. They have to get it someplace else.
3: So, Ken Equine works with feed and supplement companies to bring our solutions to horse owners. And there are several different feed and supplement companies out there that are beginning to introduce chemtrace chromium into their formulations. Uh, you can find some examples or some options out there uh, on our website. It's actually a Ken Equine buy it now page. We also encourage you to reach out to your feed and supplement company and ask them to include chemtrace chromium. They all have access to it. It's readily available, and it's an essential trace mineral that's beneficial to every horse, every cell, every day. You can visit chemin.com slash chromium EQ for more information.
0: Okay, so I know some listeners have been reaching out to you guys to ask questions about this, and I know people have questions about Cushing's and EMS and how all of that works. Is it best for them to go to the Chem and Equine Facebook page to to reach out to you, send a message?
3: So they can contact us via the website, but uh, it's also very easy if you just follow our, our Facebook page, Chem and Equine Facebook page. They could submit questions there, and all those questions come back directly to me.
0: All right. Sounds terrific. I encourage listeners to do that. And again, you visit kemin.com slash chromium eq for more information. Thanks, Michael. Well, we appreciate their continued support, and uh, it looks like they're going to be continuing into next year, we're happy to announce as well. So thank you to Kemin. And apparently, uh, Michael said he has talked to many of our listeners, and, and they're very happy with the response. So we appreciate our listeners uh, supporting our sponsors. That's all good news. All awesome. right. Uh, today are on the show, we have a tradition of having the winner of the Metal McClay on every year. It's the 137th running of the National Horse Show this year. And of course, there was no audience at the All Tech Arena at the Kentucky Horse Park. used to be in New York, and then they moved to the Kentucky Horse Park. A record of 255 under age 18 riders took part this year.
4: Man. <clears> There's
0: <throat> a lot of hunters going around. Um And coming out on top of that was Dominic Gibbs uh, riding a horse named Scent 15. I did go to that uh, one or two years when we lived in Lexington. And let me tell you, it is a long day watching that many riders go around. And round, round, and jumping, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's for a horse husband. It's a long day, but uh, these kids imagine are, being the judge. It's like the Super Bowl, though, right? For kids in that in that discipline, it's it, you win that you're the you're the you're the star. You're, you yeah, have you're uh, the bragging McClay rights. Winner. Yep. So let's get uh, Dominic on here, who I think is from Colorado. We'll find out. I want to hear about Cent 15, too. It's a Hanoverian gelding. Hello? Hello, is this Dominic? This is him. Hey, this is uh, Glenn and Jamie. You're on Horses in the Morning. Thanks you for joining us. Thank you. How are you guys? Good. So what part of the country are you in? Right
5: now, I'm at home in Colorado Springs.
0: Okay, good. Are you on a speaker or talking directly into the phone? i'm on speaker yeah can we have you talk directly in? it'll be a better connection i think yeah sure all right cool Is this better yeah much better thank you for that so is it snowing there cold and winter it
5: is not snowing but it's set to snow later this week
0: oh good well good i guess (laughs) do you head south then in january uh we'll go to florida Right after Christmas. Right after Christmas, okay. With everybody else. you'll be. I live in Ocala, so you'll be passing by me on the way to Wellington. Uh, yep. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, before we get into a little bit about you, by the way, congratulations on winning this year. Quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, but tell Thank us about you. your horse.
5: So my horse, Scent, is a dream. There's really no other way to describe him other than that. Um, he's been excellent in every single exercise i could ever possibly think to put him through it may take him one time just to get it down but he always feels like he knows exactly what i'm asking he's always been such a great partner to have um he's a 12 year old hanoverian and he was a stallion a a a big jumper in europe and when i got him He had never done any equitation before, and we had to geld him. Unfortunately, to (laughs) have him eligible (laughs) to get his brain back. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but he's been a great partner for me, and we've both come a long way in the time that we've been together.
0: You know, this is every teenage kid's dream: is to have a horse like yours. You know that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I feel so thankful to actually have him. <laughs> I bet. You've had quite a year, too. Um, you've, you've won a bunch this year, and it's been an odd year. Was it, I mean, you've been competing for a while. Was this, did this year seem odd to you because of the whole COVID thing? Did it seem different, or were you just doing your thing? It was definitely
5: different. Um, the beginning of the year started the same, and um, I was in Florida doing the winter competition circuit in Wellington, and then uh, they canceled the last two weeks because I guess someone must have gotten COVID on the showgrounds or something like that, and it seemed like the whole world closed down at the time, and then after that, I went home for a little bit just to take advantage of this time, and I knew I wouldn't have been able to get home until november so i decided to take that opportunity to go home see some friends do some outdoor activities that i might not be able to do on a normal you got to see snow
0: for once this winter
5: i know right (laughs) um and then after i spent some time at home then i went back out to virginia during quarantine and spent some time at my jumper trainer's barn there and really got to build some relationship with the horses and i i thought it was great we would we were able to do some things that we were never able to do we went on some epic rides that lasted three or four hours sometimes and um it it was just a great experience i got to live in a camper the back of the farm and it was just something that I never would be able to do on
0: a typical. So, yeah. so do you think actually that the break might have helped you in your competition after then later this year?
5: I think it did. I think that it really let me go to the basics um, and not have to worry about the show next week and I have to get ready and don't jump too much, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I thought that it really helped me and my mental game with going back to the basics, doing smaller exercises, and making it a little bit more difficult for myself at home. So the show ring seemed easy.
0: So, you know, you went, was this your first Metal McClay or were you, did you compete before?
5: I competed in the Big X finals, Doctor too.
0: Okay. So you've been there when that stadium's full of people, and you've now been there when it's empty. Uh, is it easier for yeah. you to compete without the audience or is it? Is it it easier or harder without the audience, did you find? Um, You know, I don't really,
5: the the audience doesn't have a huge effect on me. I kind of just get in the zone and tune everything out as soon as I step in the ring. So unless I'm at some World Cup finals in Europe where they're all screaming during my round, I don't (laughs) think that it's going to have a,
0: a huge toll on me while I'm in the ring. And I get this question all the time about you guys who who are you know under 18 and doing the circuit and all of that. How do you do school? I get that question all the time.
5: Yeah, so I don't know how most kids do it, but I've found it to be the easiest way to just do online school. And I struggled a bit in my earlier high school years. I was enrolled in a public school, and I was trying to be on this crazy traveling competition circuit. And it, it didn't really work out for me because I would never be home. And since my home is halfway across the country, it would just be a lot harder for me. And so I just decided to go fully online with a school that's based out of Wellington. And so far it's really helped me because they not only are online, but they actually have teachers. So I'm able to have some human interaction and some teach me the curriculum, which I think that's helped me a lot.
0: Boy, it takes a heck of, I've worked at home all my life pretty much for, for all of the jobs I've had, and it takes a hell of a lot of self-discipline. It must be, because you got all these horses to ride too, it must be, take a lot of self-discipline to sit down and actually do your schoolwork.
5: <laughs> yep, and this is where this school actually really helps me out. They've got a set schedule for my classes, so it's just like I'm enrolled in normal school, except I can kind of move the school hours and set it to where I want, whether I want to ride in the morning, do school in the afternoon, or vice versa. I set that at the beginning of the year, and then I can just have that schedule.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a regular—that's that, probably better, because if you have to do it on your own totally, then you you always procrastinate, right? So, uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's probably better this I way. I
5: found that found that out the hard way. When I was enrolled in public school, I was kind of in like a dual enrollment. Um, we're in a city where there's an Olympic training center. And so this high school was used to having a lot of elite athletes per se. And they had a system where you could be half enrolled in the public school. So you'd be there for half a day and then you would do like two online classes for the year just to keep up with credits And that allowed you to go and do your training all afternoon. And it it helps me for the time that I was here, enrolled in school in Colorado Springs. But once I started doing more shows on the East Coast, I um, enrolled in an online program where there was no teacher. And I really fell behind in school, so I needed to find a different way to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have, too. Uh, so let me ask you this. It, you know, we talk about the pressure of this year and and everything that, you know, has happened this year for everybody, right? Uh, we, mm-hmm. Now, Metal McClay is a lot of rounds, okay? It's multiple rounds to pick a winner, and you're going into the final round with... Wh- how many people are in the final round again? Uh,
5: there were... 24 in the second round, and then there were four in the test.
0: Okay, so you go into that round of 24. How do you deal with the pressure? Yeah, I mean, you're like 17 years old. How, how do you deal with the pressure? Or is the pressure something that you've never had a problem with?
5: I have definitely always had a problem with pressure. Um, that's always been one of my big things. It's always been a mental game for me. I, I, I could be like a schoolmaster at home, and then I would come to the show and and easiest exercise just because of the mental game and so I've really been working on that in the past few years I've talked to some sports psychologists and they've given me some different exercises to help cool my nerves in the competition ring and it's really been helpful and I've used those exercises and I kind of just have to myself of all emotion right before I go into the ring and just focus on the horse, focus on the ride and rely on my training.
4: I was just reading actually, Glenn, that one of the the best things that we can do for ourselves, if you are, especially at, at his level of the competing, is to find a sports psychologist. It's becoming very normal to do that.
2: Yeah.
5: I mean, I know a few different kids, not everyone, but I know a few different kids that have talked to some sports psychologists and all of them have really been successful lately and I don't know how long we've been talking to them, but I think that it's really shown in their success.
4: I would recommend it for you, um, except for you won, so you're fine. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now we'll almost... keep
0: doing it though. So I mean don't change it if it if it works. Uh, all, right? all his competitors are saying, Don't call that guy anymore. <laughs> Right? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you talking to him anymore. Jamie, you did a song. You do a song when you're in the ring, right? Or in the warm up ring.
4: It depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah, but if I'm in the warm up ring, um I come up with a song. Like if my horse is really tense, I'll come up with a song that like talks about like kind of like a Bob Marley type song, you know, everything's gonna be alright. Or like yeah. I don't, just if I have a horse that's like a little bit behind the leg, I'll come up with something exciting. And yeah, but again, a sports psychologist told me that you sing the song out loud that you want to emulate when you are in that warm-up ring. That's
0: a good idea. So you don't have a song, Dominic, that you sing in the warm-up ring? See, I was going to make you sing it, but now you're song. telling me you don't have one. See, I was going <laughs> to have you sing it on the air for us. But... He's smarter than you are. He knew what was coming. <laughs> he knew what I was doing there. <laughs>
5: Well, I'm sing. sure my mom has a lot of songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, are you going to go to college or are you going to continue full-time uh, riding? What's going to be the scoop? I'm going to go to college. Um, I have a few different choices on
5: all ends of the spectrum on types of schools that I'm applying to. So um, my riding schedule within the next four years, I guess, really depends on what kind of school, whether I, I'm going to take a gap year. I'm still trying to decide on that. Um, but after college, for sure, I'm going to go professional and try to represent my country in international competition.
0: Well, I have no doubt that you will. And uh, you know, I wanted to mention earlier that your horse, uh, is, uh, your trainer, actually was also a medal McClay winner, right?
5: Yes, uh, Stacia was a McClay winner, and my other trainer, Katie Prudant won the medal finals and. The USET finals.
0: They must have been pretty happy with you. Yeah, they were all (laughs) ecstatic. I bet they were. (laughs) Well, Uh congratulations again. Uh, We're so excited for you, and good luck at school, wherever you choose to go. And uh, we know that we're going to be seeing you at the Olympics someday. I sure hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dominic. Appreciate it. Thank you. And then get get some skiing in while you're out there.
5: Oh I will trust
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks buddy. Bye. Well there you go. well spoken too. Uh,
4: yeah, really good.
0: Yeah, so uh, neat guy. we're gonna be seeing a lot of him. There's no question. You could tell the confidence he had just you know, we've talked to so many teenagers that you wonder how they won because they seem to be lacking confidence, but he had so much confidence. Oh, there's no
4: yeah, he's good.
0: no doubt. You want to tell us about Wintech?
4: Uh, I would love to tell you about Wintech, Glenn. Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable. They combine world leading innovations and high tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting edge designs, but new standards and fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. Brand new to the USA is Wintec's line of specialist confirmation saddles for your high withered or your wide horses. The new Wintech 2000 high wither all-purpose saddle is perfect for those high withered thoroughbreds, I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> the new Wintech 2000 Wide All Purpose is a grippy saddle to suit your wide horse. And the new Wintech Pro Wide Dressage is grippy dressage saddle that suits the wide dressage horses. So, Wintech is the official saddle sponsor of the United States Pony Club and the American Riding Instructors Association. Visit WintechSaddles.us to see the complete line of saddles or visit the nearest Wintech dealer. That's WintechSaddles.us.
0: All right, coming up next we have a question first world problems and then Devin Horn joins us. Of course, a regular here on horses in the morning part of our family. So we have uh, and a and a post show for the auditors. But right now, are you ready?
4: Uh, let's do it. First
0: world
2: problems. First world problems. First world problems
4: remember that if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. Okay. So that's just the world that we are living in. And, uh, these were all submitted by our auditors. And on Sunday night or Monday morning, we'll put a post in the auditor's room and on Facebook. Auditor's room sounds like a bedroom. I don't do that. Um, it's in the auditor's bed. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've got quit while you're
4: in it. <laughs> God! Um,
0: <laughs> I'm the and, one on narcotics. What's your excuse?
4: <laughs> uh, you were just rubbing off on me or sending it <laughs> right down the line. Uh, so if you want to submit one of your equestrian first world problems, you can always email me, but you can also be an auditor. How do they do that, Glenn?
0: Go to horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. And for as little as $3 a month, you two can join the party. And there's a they're doing a Secret Santa, right, this year?
4: Yes, so if you have not joined the Secret Santa and you want to be a part of it, you go ahead and find... I think it's too late. I think they
0: did the last drawing last night from what I saw. Oh,
4: never mind. (laughs) But
0: there's like 100 people involved in the Secret Santa this year. It's great. It's
4: crazy. Crazy, crazy. I know I'm in it. I'm in it this year. Only because I like getting presents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Let's hear these problems. Oh, my God. I'm reminded... It's been a really beautiful, uh, November here. And October was aside from the ice storm was nice too. And I'm realized, cause I, I used to live in Arizona. You guys know I moved here from Arizona, uh, and Hannah lives there and she says, it is still 90 degrees and hot and sunny and it's almost December. And I'm so tired of melting in Arizona, The horses are all fuzzy and take an hour to dry after 15 minutes in the round pin. I wish clipping were an option because we'll want that extra hair for that one week in January when it gets below 32. Listen, all you have to do is do a trace clip, clip under the neck and all that in the chest. I'm speaking from experience here. Um, The the one week you can blanket your horse. Uh, Adrian says, I went to an actual tax store this past weekend, but I didn't need anything. So I just got some cute Snapple bit earrings instead of something fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think everybody should buy themselves something fun this year. That's my motto this year.
4: Buy the pony, right? Get the puppy. Oh my God. How many of our listeners and just people, you know, have gotten a new dog uh, me. recently? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody is a COVID horse or a COVID dog. And if you don't COVID on it, okay, get on it. Uh, Patty says, I usually take a lesson on Thursday because it's my day off from work during the week. But we're hosting Thanksgiving, so I have to spend quality time with my family instead of riding.
0: <laughs> Good luck with that.
4: Um, my Thanksgiving this year is we're not, we don't, we don't have anything to do on Thursday. So I've decided, did I, did you, uh, did I tell you about my Thanksgiving this year? Glenn? I saw
0: your post.
4: Yeah. If you want to come, you can come. You have to bring something. I don't care what it is. Bring something you like to make. Lucas is going to make smoothies. That's what he makes in this house. Chad and his epic, awesome cooking. This is going to make pancakes. Cause that's pretty much Lucas all he can make pancakes. Smoothies? Yeah. He just dumps it. He dumps everything into a blender <laughs> and most of the time chocolate smoothie will come out gray <laughs> yes there is chocolate and he says that's his secret ingredient. MM's <laughs> uh-huh yeah. so he's gonna do that i'll make nothing some, like,
0: green in that smoothie at at all. <laughs>
4: no so w- if you are around the area and you don't have anything to do for thanksgiving you are welcome to come here and have just an amalgamation of different types of food uh, I don't know what, what it's going to be, but I'm saving the tofurkey for Saturday. Cause that's when I have to like go do actual Thanksgiving with Chad's family. Okay. Uh, Diane says, I finally have the horses in a perfect barn with it miles and miles to trail ride, but I don't have enough time to get all five of my horses ridden.
0: <laughs> There's a problem. Everybody wishes they had. <laughs> <I> know,
4: <right? laughs> Mona says, my husband is building me a huge eight foot farmhouse table. But it won't be in time done in time for Thanksgiving, And then we have to sit at our old stupid
0: table. Yeah, postpone Thanksgiving be the solution. I Push think. it back. Push or it back, be like, right.
4: husband, get to work.
0: Yeah. Hello, geez. what Overtime, are you doing? all night. You know, Overtime. like he's in college, all-nighters.
4: No sleeping. Serenity says COVID made lumber prices so high. Now I have to wait to build my barn.
0: I heard that from a bunch of people oh that are God. building houses and barns. It's like 50% more than it used to be.
4: We made we, we we timed it really well because like oh my gosh but no we've been building fence all around the house and the farm and uh, different paddocks and let me tell you I got a lot of electric fencing right now because we you can't afford to buy wood
0: no I it's speak because everybody's building houses <laughs> so.
4: no just I apparently it was the supply chain of the uh, getting the wood and so it got backed up and then everybody got a crazy lot of it comes and from
0: Canada and stuff yeah so I see that. Yeah, they're
4: just jacking up the prices, crazy. Uh, Carrie says, "I got a Pivo on Friday. That's one of those like cameras that follow you around, and I'm so excited to use it. But it was so beautiful out, we went trail riding instead.
0: <laughs> for that, you need a drone to follow you around,
4: <laughs> right?" Roxana says, "This past week. Oh wait, no, I want to save that one. I'm going to save that one for last." Um, Ursina said, "It's my." birthday which we gave her the daily winnie for and i took a vacation day today because i wanted to play with my ponies but
0: now it's snowing of course it is (laughs) i was gonna say it was raining but snow you can ride in the snow
4: Run in the snow, it could yeah. be beautiful and peaceful, or you could fall off and uh, die, you know. Yeah, that die. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, Oh my god, I have started grooming at an international show jumpers barn. And 18 year old me would be like doing car wheels, and 40 year old one me is like, Oh my god, I'm tired of my feet hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I cannot imagine working at a show barn at 40, just starting that would be uh, tough.
4: That's when you get good at stuff, those are that's like those
0: 18 hour days, and you never stop. Oh.
4: Samantha says, I'm working in a bakery. We're happy that you have a job. But do I need to continue? We have orders for 800 pies today. We've had two separate customer fights. And upper management had the bright idea to do a walk three days before Thanksgiving.
0: I know where she works. I'm not allowed to say. But it's one of the big, big, big box box places. And she always posts pictures every year of the cakes and pies. And it is literally thousands of them.
4: It's a uh, wall high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robin says, we are building a hay By barn. By the way, and we're a...
0: not cooking pie this year. Could you send us one there? <laughs> Appreciate
4: that it. would be 801 pies <laughs> that
0: year.
4: Uh, Robin says, we are building a hay barn and a storage barn, but I'm not sure how I want the floor plan set up. Oh, these hard decisions. Joy says, I dropped most of my blankets to be cleaned and repaired. But now I have to drive 45 minutes to pick them up. And who has time for that? So I bought another one and it comes tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she sounds like one of our listeners.
4: <laughs> I love it. That is so something I would do. But like regret it, like have like the, the cash crisis, but like still just be like, I don't know. It's All right. It. Time for two more. One one more, okay. last one. And this is Roxanna's. I love this one because I feel your pain. This past week, I took engagement pictures with my fiance and my horse. But now I have to wait until after Thanksgiving to see the edited versions. And I just want to see them now.
0: Well, congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Yay. That's her birthday <laughs> today, too. So double congratulations. Look at oh, that. Oh, my
4: God gosh, yeah. these people are having good
0: days. They're this having is good awesome. days. There were, a lot of the people we know, especially listeners, got engaged this year. There seemed to be more than the usual number of engagements. I wonder if COVID had anything to do with that. I don't know.
4: And then, but I said, like one of our listeners that was getting engaged and then posted their wedding date is like 2023. And I was like, oh, that seems really far away. That is really far away.
0: <laughs> that is really, I had We had a couple family weddings that did postpone this year till next year. Um, but I think a lot of people did that. Like the wedding business must be hurting right now. Yeah. Uh, You know what isn't hurting that I read about yesterday? And then I want to do something fun today. I want to do something fun next, which you're not going to like. So, uh, Uh, you know, we've heard about a lot of things that are doing well this year. One, campers, you know, travel trailers, RVs are just selling out. You can't find them anywhere. Another thing is electric bikes. They can't keep them in stock. That's another thing that went crazy this year. But guitars apparently the guitar business was on, on on the downward spiral a little bit as of the beginning of the year but because people were home they decided to take up a guitar they cannot keep guitar, the guitars in stock no matter what the price point expensive cheap, that's crazy whatever. i know
4: you know what what's funny is i started i picked my guitar back up this did you uh, experience as well yeah
0: for somebody that that has been listening a long 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 time probably eight nine years she actually played and sang on the show one day uh i did probably eight years nine years ago
4: i think i played and sang when Wendy was here a couple weeks ago a couple fridays ago i ended up singing one
0: of the (laughs) did you really (laughs) yeah Yeah.
4: i sang one of the really bad ads because it was just like song lyrics and i just had to do it did you have a guitar yeah yeah Oh, yeah. I don't know how it came out because I don't listen to the show, but I, Does, I don't know. Does uh,
0: Lucas have any inclination for music?
4: Uh, no, but that, that's why I quit playing guitar was I used to play all the time. And then that was if I was sitting down, I had the guitar in my hand. Uh, but then I had a kid who will inevitably just walk up and like grab the strings mm. or like yeah, hit the guitar <laughs> and like and like try to strum in and you end up giving it to them. And then you're like, oh, God, it's my baby. Like, so I so, said, so, give, 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 give it back, give it back, give it back. Goody room. <laughs> so I just kind of quit playing. So, but now now he's um a little more, uh, well he's a little older and not quite so grabby.
0: Well, so speaking of singing, uh, it's a good, beautiful transition because normally uh, Jamie does not let me play Christmas songs until after Thanksgiving. But because I've had such a rough true. couple of weeks, still and true. everybody's had a very difficult year, some people unemployed and just having a tough time, I noticed that a lot of my friends are putting up their Christmas trees already. So uh,
4: let's remind ourselves that we're about to be in financial crisis and ruin because we're going to have to buy so much stuff and all that. and so we're not going to think about that now it?
0: because we're going to listen to Templeton Thompson sing a Christmas is a- coming all right the rules. now. And Jamie, you're on mute. And I am playing the first damn Christmas song right now.
1: Can't you hear those bells? Can't you hear those bells? Can't you hear those bells? Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming, and I know lakes are falling My old homes are calling Tall pines are humming Cause Christmas times are coming Can't you hear those bells ringing, ringing, joy, joy Hear them singing When it's snowing I'll be going Back to my country home Cause Christmas times are coming Christmas times are coming Christmas times are coming coming. Cause Christmas times are coming Can't you hear those bells ringin', ringing Joy, joy, hear them singing When it's snowing I'll be going Back to my country home yearning for the folks back home when Christmas times are coming Can't you hear those bells ringing, ringing Joy, joy, hear them singing When it's snowing, I'll be going back to my country home Cause Christmas times are coming, Christmas times are coming Christmas times are coming I know I'm going Christmas times are coming Christmas times are coming Christmas times are coming
0: Well, I have a little bit of a serious thing I wanted to talk to everybody about today, and I have a friend on here helping me do that. Normally, we have Devin Horn on here when she's some, done something badass or completely idiotic, and we talk about it. Um, but Devin's on here for a different reason today. Hi, Devin. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for joining me. Uh you know, when i was gone through all my cancer stuff, which I hope is done, uh, one of the people that reached out to me was a guest that's been on the show many times, uh, a friend of the Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning Show and a good friend of yours. She's an endurance rider. She is a badass, just like Devin. Uh, she's done the Bungle Derby and just is a really cool chick. Her name is Heather Russell. And she reached out to me and said because she's had her own battle with cancer. Uh, she, she's, she's much younger than me and, uh, found out she had cancer, went through some serious times with it, which, which cost her dearly. And, uh, when I started talking to her, we're going back and forth and she was very kind and checking in and seeing how I was doing, uh, hers was in remission. And then in the last couple of weeks that has changed.
6: Uh, yeah. So Heather did, um, her, she found out that she had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, in 2018. Late 2018, went through a round of intense chemotherapy in um, the kind of the fall winter of that year. So she has been in remission, or at least having um, no further metastasization. Is that a word? Um, well, we'll, we'll make about- sure
0: we'll make one. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: All right, for about two years now, um, and then as was warned, when she finished her chemotherapy in 2018, the masses left in her chest have begun to um, grow and put pressure on her lungs That part again. So she has just in the past um, couple of days been approved to start a new treatment, immunotherapy.
0: I have to say that her posts have been very public. And, and uh, you know, I don't think that we're doing this without her knowledge, uh, because she would yeah, tell us that. But, but she's also been posting about it. It's not like it's a secret. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't do that to her. But one of the things that I read, and I did not know this, is what a financial strain the first round two years ago was on the family.
6: Heather ended up selling her ranch and the majority of her horses in order to support the the first round of chemotherapy. And at that time, we did a GoFundMe for her and were able to raise a little bit of money to help the family um, transition because she has a husband, Travis, and two of the world's best teenage twin daughters. To support as well while she's going through here. Um, but yeah, it is a financial strain. Um, and unfortunately, in this country and in America, this is a reality that a lot of families face. I'll
0: give, it, give everybody an idea. I know I, I maybe mentioned this on the show before, but my first surgery a month ago, colon resection, and I was in the hospital for five days, so I was there for a long time. But the total bills now that the hospital and doctors have billed the insurance companies $170,000.
6: Yeah,
0: that's insane. For five days. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I was there for a month. Now, thank God I have insurance and, you know, my deductible is fairly low and and without it, I don't know that I'd been able to have the surgery or we'd be in Heather's boat where we'd had to just sell everything, you know? Um, Yeah. But now she's going through this again and the the treatments that she's getting now are, it took her a while to get approved and, you know, this round from what I have read and from what she has said is pretty tough. And the reason I'm bringing this up is we don't often go on here about GoFundMes. It's not something we do on a regular basis, but because of my battle with cancer and then seeing what Heather's going through at a much younger age with kids and everything else and what she's been through before, it's been heartbreaking. And I know it's been heartbreaking for you because you're one of her best friends, but you, we have started another GoFundMe. And I'm just asking if you, if you have a chance this holiday season to help, I know I went in and did it right away, uh to help out a horse chick, a super tough horse chick who's going through a really tough time. And we don't know what the prognosis is now. There's hope, at least, anyway. Um Yeah.
6: Um for listeners who may not be familiar with Heather, um, or you know, know kind of a little bit about her, she's an endurance runner, uh, endurance rider. Um she's been involved in the endurance sport since she was a junior out in Utah in California. Um, she's an ultra runner. She's done fifty mile races. She, you know, runs with me any chance that she can. Um, she finished the Mongol Derby in 2014 in a top ten finish. So this is not, you know, a girl who's not tough. You know, this this is one of the most incredibly fierce women I've ever met. She makes me look like a lazy person on a couch <laughs> on a normal day, which is not easy to do. No, the,
0: you make know. me look like I don't do anything. So there. Uh
6: she's had two great years in remission with her family. Um, she, over this past, um, summer, she was feeling good enough to do some really cool challenges like the COVID derby that I set up, um, as a challenge in August. She won it. Uh, she took her little string of rescue horses and rode a thousand kilometers faster than anybody in the world could do. Um, she's a fierce horsewoman. Uh, before her, And she's a fierce force woman. She's a fierce competitor, but she's also literally the nicest person that you'll ever meet. Um, you talked about her reaching out to you while you were going through your cancer treatment. That is just everyday Heather. I mean, uh, she texts me every morning to find out how my finger is. I broke my finger last week. Um, and she texts me every morning to make sure that I'm okay. (laughs) And that's, that's just the person that she is. You know, she, she doesn't accept help. she, she doesn't ask for help. It's really hard to get her to accept help, but um, if you have it in you, this is a this
0: is a woman that's worthy. And and the listeners know we don't do this a lot. You know, this is something that uh, we do when we feel very passionate about it. Um, and you know, she is a member. Let's just like you are. You're she's a member of the Horses in the Morning family because uh, we've been covering her and talking to her for years, and and also cancer family now. You know, so. Yeah. Um, Uh, You know, uh, we're going to post a link to her GoFundMe in today's show notes. And I'll also put a link up on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page today. But, uh, you know, if you could do anything uh, in this holiday season to help out a little bit. um, She's not asking for this. This is something that Dev and I are doing, and we're probably going to get yelled at.
6: We Um, are absolutely going to get yelled at.
0: (laughs) But we're also pretty tough. We can take it, Heather. Just bring it on. Yeah, uh, You're <laughs> worth it. That's what we want to tell you is we love you and you're worth it. And uh, it's something that that I feel very passionate about. You know, I I uh, pick out a cause a month that I feel passionate about, usually horse-related in some way or form, and uh, Horse Radio Network donates is some way I don't talk about much. Uh, but, uh, Heather, you're it this month. So uh, we're also going to hope that uh, some of the listeners – Chipe in and help your family out so you you can't lose a farm again because you did that before. So we just want to make sure that you keep what you have and that you can keep your your kids going and your horses going and your husband going and everybody sane. And we definitely wish you the best uh, with this treatment. I know it's going to work because you're too tough for it not to work. Uh, And we're all rooting for you. Thousands of people around the world rooting for you now. Absolutely. Thanks, Devin. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, now go take care of your finger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wish Heather the best, and uh, I will post a link to that on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page to her GoFundMe. Uh, I'll I'll do that uh, before the show comes out today, so you can head on over there and find that. Well, uh, I think that's it for today. We're going to wrap it up. I think it is, but but we're going to have
4: some post-show to talk about.
0: Okay, good. I don't know what we're talking about, but that'll be fun. Uh, We have Charlie Daniels for you tomorrow from the first Radiothon that we did. So that'll be a special. Jamie will be back on Wednesday. Thursday will be off because, you know, it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. And then Friday, we're coming back for our first Black Friday episode in years. So we'll be here to hang out and talk about uh, presents and talk about different things you can get. We're going to have some guests. It should be a lot of fun. And we're also going to start playing some of those uh, voicemails that we've all grown to love over the years on Radiothon. I'm going to pick out some of the winners of the past years. And I think that's how we can get a little bit of that into uh, into the holidays through Horses in the Morning by not having Radiothon. And uh, you know what I think we should do? It. We should do a couple trivias in December, too, just for the fun of it.
4: I love it. I love it. But as of now, I'm (coughs) going to talk to you as soon as in the post show uh, about some uh, Thanksgiving fun meals that you can make from
0: 1950. 1950. Okay, I thought you were going to say 1850. I was going
4: to. Well, those would be gross. All right, we'll be back. Spay, neuter, geld.
0: Oh, I made it. Uh, Actually, it helped having those recorded bits because I could get up and walk around a little. Uh, But laughing hurts. I learned that.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Sure does. I'm sorry about that. Well, hey, some of the Thanksgiving meals that some of the I I found a post and it's from the 1950s. And it's a post about things that people ate and or made. I'm not quite sure where it's from, but we're going to start with the bridal meat doll. And it's a, it's like a doll from the 1950s, but her entire dress is like shaved ham (laughs) with toothpicks in it. And so I guess you just pull the toothpick out and eat away this young girl's dress. I don't know.
0: Something wrong with that picture. (laughs) Like, um, Who was it that you, wore the meat dress years ago? Was it Madonna?
4: That's Gaga.
0: Come Gaga? on, Gaga? Was it Gaga? Okay.
4: Uh, now I found a recipe for bologna cake and oh. it's layers upon layers. <laughs> it's like bologna with, I'm going to, it looks like icing. I'm going to go with cream cheese and then bologna and then cream cheese and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, thir- there are 13 layers of bologna <laughs> in this cake. I'm going to share this post in our auditors page. Um but the that next was one, my I, mom's
0: uh, go-to sandwich when we were in in uh, you know school where she'd pack us lunches. It was bologna sandwiches.
4: Oh my god. My mom would make literally bologna and mustard in between two slices. That's what it was.
0: That's what ours was. <laughs> was no, There's no lettuce or anything. You didn't want any green stuff.
4: I was like, how much do you care about? And it was white me? bread. It was
0: Wonder Bread. It was always Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah. Wonder Bread was cheap, and we had four boys in the family and go through a loaf a day. So
4: my dad wouldn't let us have white bread, but I would have killed for anything different than that wheat bread with mustard and bologna. You, like, when did you the, go
0: vegetarian?
4: When I was nine. But what'd she my do mom, after that?
0: Just give you the mustard and the bread?
4: No, she still made me lunch. Like I was going to eat that. Did you throw it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I usually give it to somebody yeah. if they would take it. Um. But no, I was. I was nine when I quit eating all meat except for chicken. I was eleven when I realized she can't force me to eat anything after that. <laughs> um, but that's what you she must made have been my entire. An
0: independent little cuss.
4: Oh, I would imagine I would. I mean, there's a reason she is. My mom can't hear this, can she? No, dude, I am having real problems with her. Like, she's so passive aggressive. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't even. Like, remember the whole like. I got a letter from the queen and she's like, Oh my God, I have anybody in the entire world to ever get a letter. I never thought it would be you. (laughs) That's my mom. And like (laughs) the the news, the news thing comes on and she's like, you know, uh, uh, first of all, she calls me and I'd send her the link and she's like, Oh, okay, great. Um, Jamie, guess what? Yeah. I, I I she answers the phone. She's like, I'm so excited. I'm like, Oh, thanks. What's going on? She's like, our chickens finally laid an egg. <sighs> okay, cool, mom. Thanks. Uh, That's but the, the difference that between proceeded.
0: family and and uh, friends. Because what's the first thing I said to you? God, your smile's beautiful.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten something something weird going on with my mom, but she like she that was her response. And then she was like, you know what? It's funny. Um, and I told my friends this too When I showed the, I showed them the link I couldn't get much more than the first 30 seconds to work So I didn't show them all of it But I did tell them at the end You know what, I realized you use A lot of different accents all the time And you sounded really funny at the end
0: <laughs> The beginning okay. sucked But you sounded great at the end
4: <laughs> Okay mom, thanks for that um, Another thing that you was know, on well, here you know, from She's the- at
0: the age When you get to a certain age They don't give a shit what they say anymore <laughs> They don't care
4: it's it's not that age thing with her. <laughs> Just I mean, she's the one who like when I had a child, she's like, Oh my god, you're a good mom and I was like, Thanks. And We're she's like, shock. I never thought that you would ever be a good mother. Yeah,
0: but she's probably not the only one that was in that camp. You waited a while.
4: I said that to my brother and he was like, I never thought you'd fucking do it either. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the 1950s. Here is a. I remember photo. being a little
0: shocked myself, actually. That, not that you would be a good mom, that you were even having a kid. That was. Yeah, yeah. no, that
4: was shocking to me, too. <laughs> um,
0: okay. But, I to hold, uh, when I hold my side, it doesn't hurt the left. So you can keep going.
4: Okay. Um, there's a picture of um, it says, try, and again, this is from the 50s, try penicillin made from mold. You can get this drug from your doctor or prepare it yourself. And it's a lady holding moldy bread. Was that a real thing? That's not how you get it. Good God. <laughs> um there's not how frank- many people tried that. <laughs> uh, same ones loaf. that are
0: drinking bleach right now to get rid of COVID. <laughs> so, so the same yeah, people.
4: <laughs> exactly. frank loaf is what it looks like to me. Is like you've taken a, a mac and cheese and you've put it in a loaf... Pan, okay, and you've inserted, but like you poured the mac and cheese over a bunch of hot dogs, and then across the top you put olives.
0: (sighs) What, green or black? Green with the pimentos in it. Oh, now my mom used to take cut up hot dogs in the macaroni and cheese. She would do that. We would have that as kids.
4: Yeah, but no, no, you had to not with olives
0: on (laughs) top.
4: Um, here's a pie that encompasses the entire Thanksgiving. If you took gelatin. And you put at the bottom layer turkey.
0: Oh. The
4: next layer is, uh, I don't even know what that is. I don't know,
0: well, I don't know what that next layer is. Mashed potatoes?
4: It's something <laughs> black. And then there's um, green beans. And then there's peas. And then there's carrots. In and then jello? there's gelatin. And it's uh, entirely cased in gelatin. And it's called oh. terrine of garden vegetables.
0: Oh. <laughs> that sounds like something they would have served in medieval England.
4: Now, I was going to tell you about what the actual thing that I, oh, there's a molded tomato ice cream
0: and there's a recipe. See, I, how are you at putting sweet and savory together? For instance, there's this big kick. I love bacon. I know you don't eat bacon, but I love bacon. But there's this big kick for chocolate covered bacon. I tried it once and almost threw it. I cannot add that kind of sweet with that kind of savory. I don't uh, want them together. I don't know.
4: I don't really want tomatoes in my ice cream and I love no, everything either. tomato. You yeah. know what? I yeah, we'll try it. Um
0: I'm <laughs> I don't want broccoli in my on... ice cream either. So there, you know.
4: Oscar Mayer's Oscar Meyer came out with this thing. Oh my God. It is a sack of sauce in a can of meat. What? You take a sack of sauce and you pour it into the can of meat and you have an instant meal.
0: What what kind of canned meat? I don't Makes know. Makes quick Beef or Spam? pork meals with fresh cooked flavor. <laughs> An
4: amazing improvement in canned meat meals is Oscar Meyer's exclusive new invention, a separate sack of sauce in a can of meat. Keep <laughs> sauce. Keep sauce and meat from mingling and losing their distinct- distinctive flavors. <laughs> Here is richer, fresher cooked flavor because only Oscar Meyer has a separate sack of sauce. Get Oscar Meyer's sack of sauce in a <laughs> can of beef, pork, or wiener's.
0: The canned meat started back then. That's when it started. Was after the 30s and 40s, and it was out of necessity because they had to have a way to preserve the meat.
4: Oh, meat in a mold. Oh, that's terrible. Cold ham mousse. No, no, not going to do that. I like it. It's a a little trick that makes a treat. 7-Up in milk. Mix chilled 7-Up in cold milk in equal parts by pouring the 7-Up jelly into the milk. Do not stir. The 7-Up adds a light and delicate flavor, making a delicious blended food drink. Mothers know that this is a wholesome combination. The addition of 7-Up gives milk a new flavor appeal that especially pleases children. Oh my God, I've
0: never heard of that tuna and waffles but that was the days when that. they were giving one year olds coke <laughs> you know so they were feeding them drinking coke so you know
4: it really settles your stomach boo there's a recipe for broccoli cake any lots of things in a jello mold i'm sorry they, is they that were salmon wrapped, wrapped bananas cup steak puddings ham and bananas holidays.
0: <laughs> what's the weird thing your family would serve at, at the holidays was there a weird thing
4: no, but I've got to tell you what the weird thing that I'm going to serve. Okay. Okay. And I'm going at to your serve potluck, this
0: uh, Thanksgiving? at
4: my potluck Thanksgiving. And I think it's very important to get a visual, but I'm going to de- try to describe it as much as possible. And I will make a tweak uh, for the mayonnaise. I will use can, um, whipped cream.
0: Can I start this? And can I just say that this is something I would not eat in a hundred years, right?
4: You might eat it. You oh, might, okay. uh, especially when you see it, because it's right. so beautiful. Um, you take leaves, uh,
0: lettuce leaves, and you put I, lettuce. I, I leaves. was picturing you out there raking the leaves.
4: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Lettuce leaves. This is proper food, Glenn. Okay. And I want you to create the visual all in right, your all mind. Right,
0: I'll, I'll, let me close my eyes. Okay. I'm ready.
4: Okay. It's a, on a bed of lettuce.
0: Lettuce leaves. You
4: take it uh, Four pineapple can like you know on the can, you can get the pineapple that's already cut and yep, sliced. Yep, yep, the, so you stack four yep. of those up. Okay. Then you take half a banana and you jam the banana down in the middle of the hole of the pineapples. And then at the top of the uh, banana that's sticking straight up, you put some whipped cream on the tip and then you put a cherry on top of that. And that is called the crafty candle salad. Glenn place a lettuce leaf on your favorite plate. Stand several pineapple rings on top of the lettuce. Position half a banana in the hole of the pineapple. Top the banana with a smidgen of mayonnaise. Add a bright red cherry on top of the mayonnaise to resemble a burning flame for the crafty candle salad, or it represents a giant dick. And it is awesome. And I'm so excited. Preteen to make this. boys
0: are going to have fun with that.
4: I am going to make this, and it's going to be amazing. And if it's a big hit, I might take it to the in laws. I doubt it. It's a little bit, I mean, this shit is dirty, dude. <laughs> and So I showed it to Who Lucas. Who came up with that idea? It's from the 1950s, Glenn. Oh, it really was? It is in this thing. Yes. I did not make this up. <laughs> I can't make this up. I'm going to share this right now. Uh, share to a group, HRN auditors. Okay. That shared. You know, the only
0: way I can eat that canned pineapple is if it's cooked. I can't eat it plain. It's just not very good. Who cooks canned pineapples? You cook it. It's you cold. heat it up. You heat up pineapples. Oh yeah, you heat it up when you put it on ham and stuff. Everybody puts ham on their pineapple or pineapples on their ham, and you heat it up. I oh yeah, yeah. Pineapple on pizza, it's good.
4: Okay, go to the HRN Auditors Facebook page, and you can see the crafty candle salad if you have not already, because I did share it on my own personal page.
0: It's right, so let me go over there. Uh,
4: it's so. Is this wonderful.
0: something I'm gonna have to delete after the uh, off the auditor page? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I had to delete one yesterday. I forget what it was. Sorry, whoever got deleted. But uh, I, I, delete some. I don't see it. It's not there.
4: Let me see if I can find it.
0: Oh, yeah. We're going to delete that off the honor page. Although, no,
4: you are not. It is what I'm making for Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> okay, it has the others on there, too. So it's just not highlighting uh, just that. Uh,
4: is that not beautiful? That is a work of art. That is Glenn. a work
0: of art. <laughs> That's for sure. Let me look at some of these other pictures. Get off the dirty one, which is basically three fruits, and it's very dirty. It is. Oh, the bridal meat doll is gross. Oh my god. Oh, the hot dog wiener stack looks like a pineapple. Oh my god. I
4: couldn't even describe all of these, but (laughs) I don't even know what some of them are. Like I don't understand what the layer. Oh,
0: (laughs) try penicillin. Oh, these these are this is something you shouldn't do. No.
4: And some of these are from an actual like recipe book, like molded tomato ice cream, one recipe, basic confectioner's custard, one teaspoon salt, one and a half cans, tomato puree, lemon oh. juice, whipped cream, and
0: sugar. <clears throat> yeah. The macaroni and cheese with hot dogs my mom used to make actually looked better than this contraption that you told me. That's gross. Oh, that gelatin pie thing. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't even know what some of these are. Molded tomato ice cream. Oh, the salmon! Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> See? I just want to throw up. And why is it in with the Wrigley Spearmint Gum? I don't know. But oh, you follow you think- it up with the Wrigley Spearmint Gum because your breath is going to be awful from eating that salad. Do you think that Seven Up in milk would curdle the milk? Yeah, well, that's what? maybe why they say pour it slowly. Oh no, that's horrible. Oh what oh there's the gelatin pea contraption too.
4: Yeah. No, that's horrible. All right. I'm gonna These go. are gross. <laughs> These are gr- I'm gonna, gonna go gross. have some
0: breakfast. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna have some lunch. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll be back Wednesday.
4: Two cups of me. I'm I'm reading about how to make the the Miracle Whip sliced pineapple Yule Log. So <laughs> I'm gonna I might prepare that as well. Yeah, go for that one. All right. Bye guys.